Uh, today we're, t- uh, we're kicking off a, a new series called Empowered. And over the next six weeks, we're going to be diving into, uh, diving into the Holy Spirit, uh, learning about healing, about, about hearing God, about spiritual gifts, and, and more. Because we have a, we have a feeling um, that, that God is up to something really, really special as, as, we, you know, as we gather and, and seek Him. And we, and we, want, to, we want to discover more about Him as a, as a church and, and to discover more about the Holy Spirit and, and to be empowered by Him. And... Um, I'm just going to play, hopefully, hopefully this works, but I'm going to um, play a, a video. It comes from Alpha, and they, in this video, they've interviewed people out on the streets to find out what they, what they think about the Holy Spirit, what they know about the Holy Spirit. So I'll give, it, give this a go. Can you make sure that volume's up, um, Josh, as well? Hope. Who is the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Sorry. I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, it's... God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. They're all like a trinity. Angels? I don't know. It's its God. I think the Holy Spirit is different for everyone. Wouldn't that be your conscience? Huh, I have no I don't really have a, a lot of... I don't know. I don't know who the Holy Spirit is. I mean... I don't know. Third person of the trinity? Um, the Holy Spirit? I've never even really put much thought into that. I mean, these are you know these are folks out on the, out on streets around the world, and can you can you imagine eh, if you go out on onto the streets of Wellington, you go, well, you know, who's the Holy Spirit? What do you think about the Holy Spirit? Um, I'm sure you get some pretty interesting uh, replies. But but I also also think that even even in the church, our ideas uh, or our our concepts of the Holy Spirit can can get a wee bit muddled. Um, you know, we might be able to get our our heads and our minds around who Jesus is. You know, God, God in the flesh, the Son of God, and we even might get our heads around the idea of God the Father. You know, being a Father, the one in his on his heavenly heavenly throne. But but the Spirit, um, the Spirit of God. So um, here here we believe the Holy Spirit is is a person, the third person of the Trinity. Like one of the people said in the video. That we believe in the Father, the Son, and the and the Holy Spirit, who are who are co-equal and co-eternal. Uh, we have a, what we call a, a, tri, a triune faith, um, which is that there there is one there is one God. We believe in one God, but three persons. And each of these persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they have they have unique roles and responsibilities, but they but they work together uh, in, in just beautiful harmony and in unity. And sometimes we talk about the the dance, the dance of God, the dance of the um, of the Trinity. Uh, and so today, um, today I want to focus in on on the Holy Spirit. And, and to spend, spend this time, the rest of our time here this morning, learning more about him. Um, my, my hope is that, is that together we get a, a clearer idea about the person and, and the role of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, for, uh, for some of you, you might have heard a lot of this before. It might be kind of, uh, kind of repetitive. Go, um, but um, but, there's, but it's, it's a good time. It's good to be refreshed. Uh, it's good to be reminded and, and as well as to be open to to something to something new, you know, that he might want to show us today. We we believe in the in the person and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
So we, 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 we bless you, Lord Jesus, today. We bless you, Lord. And, and Holy Spirit, even, even in this time, we, we, we welcome you to come and, come and speak to us and to reveal who you are to us, Lord. Would you come and, come, come and have your way among us? Would you come and have your way even in our hearts today? Lord, we, we pray that you'd, uh, you'd clear up confusion, Lord, about, about who you are. You'd encourage us. You'd inspire us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm. So one of the one of the key ways that the Holy Spirit is understood uh, in the Bible is, is as the breath of God. And the, the Hebrew word uh, or the, the Old Testament word is is ruach. Ruach, which is very, very catchy. It's quite nice, nice to say. You know, you kind of gotta get your uh, your phlegm up in there. Ruach. And it, and it means like the breath and the wind of, of God. And in the New Testament, the word is the word is pneuma. Numa, you might remember those old old videos that Rob uh, Rob Bell did hundred years ago. Numa, and and it also means breath, and and this is like a this is amazing. Like breathing is 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 vital for us, vital for us. You you know you can't survive for long if you don't breathe. If you can't breathe, and and so the Holy Spirit is the breath of God, and this speaks it speaks of life and it speaks of inspiration. It just says we need air to breathe physically, spiritually. We need the, the breath of God. We need to have spiritually, we need to have the Holy Spirit sustaining us, inspiring us, and, and giving us life. All through, all through scriptures, the Holy Spirit is, is there. He's woven all through scriptures, right from, right from the beginning, right from Genesis 1-2. If you read Genesis 1-2, it says that the Spirit hovered over the waters. Like the, the Holy Spirit is there um, bringing life to creation. And when you jump all the way to the other end, to the, to the, uh, the book of Revelation 22, we also see the Spirit there. It's the, the Spirit and the Bride, which is the church, calling out to people, say, saying this, Come, let anyone who is thirsty come and drink freely from the water of life. Actually, I think that was one of the, one of the words that came through when we were worshipping the Lord last night, was this invitation, all who are thirsty, come and drink freely from the water of life. Uh, like recently, I've been uh, going back and, and reading um, the Gospel of Luke, and it's really standing out to me, you know, how often the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the stories of Jesus. You know, uh, you go and read it and, and you can see that um, uh, the angel of the Lord comes and, and tells Mary that, that she's going to, you know, be the Son of God. And then, then the Holy Spirit covers, covers her and she becomes pregnant with Jesus. And then so uh, Mary then goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth and at this meeting, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And later on, there's all kinds of um, instances that I'm missing out. But later on, when Jesus was baptized, the, the Holy Spirit descended on him. It said the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And then he goes straight from his baptism. The Holy Spirit leads him into the wilderness to be, to be tempted or to do battle with the devil. It's the Spirit of God at every, every, every instance. And then, uh, and then Jesus defeats the, defeats the devil in that, in that sort of that wilderness encounter. And then he goes and he, and, he, and he stands up in a synagogue one day and he stands up to teach and he, and he says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the, that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favour has come. His first words, hey, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, to do all, to do all these things that he's famous for. 
Now, Jesus was empowered by the Spirit to do the things he did. He's empowered by the Spirit to live a sinless life. He's empowered by the Spirit to, to heal people, to set people free, to, to calm storms, to make, <laughs> to make the water into wine. One of our favorite stories, eh? It was by the power of the Holy Spirit that, jo- that Jesus was raised from the dead. So, so who is the Holy Spirit? I, I read this, um, I saw this great description of the Holy Spirit uh, from a book I haven't read, actually, but I will, I will read it. It says this, this is from um, Diane, Lem- Diane Lehman, from a book she wrote called Hello, Holy Spirit. She says, who is the Holy Spirit? He is not a ghost, an impersonal force, or an elusive power out there. He is neither a doctrine to be studied, nor a distant deity to be feared. He is a person to be known and loved. He is God himself. I love that. He is a person to be known and loved. He is God himself. He is one of the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. He is God's gift of himself to each of us. He makes the Christian life indescribably beautiful and a fun-filled delight. <laughs> I read that last line, I go, yes, I need to read this book. I need to read this book. That final sentence is so enticing. He makes the Christian life indescribably beautiful and a fun-filled delight. And I'm going, man, that sounds awesome. I, um, sometimes I catch, catch glimpses of that, but I want more, right? I want more. Throughout the Bible, we see that the Holy Spirit has multiple roles. He's God. (laughs) He has multiple roles. And and so we can't cover everything this morning. I just want to focus on on one of these roles, and that's that the Holy Spirit is uh, the revealer, or the Holy Spirit as revealer. He he brings revelation. He brings truth, and he brings clarity in all all kinds of ways. Jesus uh, sometimes um, referred to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of truth, like, like in this in this verse, John 16, 13, when Jesus says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. When the spirit of, come, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Everything that we know of God that is true we know because the Holy Spirit has revealed it to us. Even coming to faith and putting our trust in Jesus in the, fir- in the first place is a work of the Holy Spirit. Being, being born again is a work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, John, in John 3, John chapter 3, Jesus is explaining to a man named Nicodemus how we must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, of course, like Nicodemus, he, he understands how things work, and he goes, how can that be, right? <laughs> how can that be? How can you be born again? And, and Jesus says this, I, I, I assure you, this is uh, John 3, verse 5, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to, super, to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, especially in Wellington, although, man, haven't you noticed that we've had basically no wind for weeks? It's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) This 
<laughs> Apparently there's a bad smell in the city because there's no wind. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's a bit of a distraction. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows whenever, wherever it wants and whenever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind, but you can't tell where it comes from or where, or where it is going, you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. So Jesus says, <laughs> bluntly, the only way to get into the kingdom of God is by being born again, which, humanly speaking, as Nicodemus realizes, and we all know, is impossible. Humanly speaking, humanly speaking it's impossible. Spiritually, it's a different matter. The Holy Spirit is the agent of the new birth. The Holy Spirit makes it possible. Uh, uh, Pastor Julie Yoda, who, who pastors a vineyard church in central Illinois, she puts it like this. It's the Holy Spirit who draws you and me, who explains things to you, who makes what is unknown known to you. So when you come into a relationship with Jesus, it's actually the Holy Spirit working within you to understand that revelation. You didn't do it on your own. The Holy Spirit actually is the one who gives birth to our spiritual life. Oh, this is wonderful. This is such good news for us. That when you, when you come to faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside you. When you come to faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit lives inside you. Yeah, you know, sometimes people I have had conversations with people. People worry that you have to do you have to do something else. You've got to you know you got to you got to jump through certain hoops or, or or do this and that to have the Holy Spirit come into their lives. But it, but it's a misunderstanding. Being born again means being born of the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus to us and the Father to us. And it's the Holy Spirit who takes, you know, sometimes He takes what, what we hear in our, in our ears uh, or other ways you might hear things. Um, it takes what's in our mind and it, it sort of like transports it, you know. He, he gives us that gift of faith. He gives us heart knowledge. And, and it's also good news because we can also get a bit, a bit hamstrung that we can't hear from God or we go, we can't hear the Holy Spirit. But if you believe in Jesus, then, then you've heard the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's revealed truth to you. And man, what a gift, isn't it? We thank you, Lord, for that. But, uh, but on the other hand, there's so much more. There's so much more that we can, that we can learn about the Holy Spirit or to, to understand Him or to discover more about the fullness of life that He offers. Like that, you know, the, the final sentence and that, um, yeah, the quote I, I looked at before, you know, he, he makes the Christian life indescribably beautiful and a fun-filled delight. So there's more to be discovered. More to be discovered about the Holy Spirit. He can lead us into this. I, I've, been a, I've been a Christian for a few hundred years now. And um, <laughs> 45, uh, 45 years um, uh, But I'm still, I'm still discovering and learning more about Jesus. Ah, it's so cool. And it's the Holy Spirit who, who, can, who continues to reveal things to me. Often, I think it's actually taking me back, keep taking me back to the basics, to the simple things, to the love of God or, or the truth of who God is. The Holy Spirit continues to reveal things to me. And I love it. And I keep asking Him for more. I, I, want, what, I want what Jesus says in John sixteen thirteen that verse I, I read before, that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth to guide me into all truth. Like, like who isn't hungry for the truth at the moment? We're living in a in a world of like like AI. <laughs> AI. We we need truth, and we we need somebody to tell us the truth. And it's the Holy Spirit who can who can do this. The Holy Spirit is a revealer who is always revealing. 
So, so good. The Holy Spirit also empowers us that, we, that He may reveal Himself to, to others. Have you ever read the book of Acts? Some of you have. Oh, far out. Like, just if you haven't, if you haven't read it, or even if you have, go and read it. Go and read it again and see the, how, the, how the Holy Spirit uh, powerfully, powerfully impacts people and completely, completely transforms them. I mentioned, I think, a couple of weeks ago, you know, that Jesus, Jesus is in heaven. The Father is in heaven. But the Holy Spirit makes, makes them known to us. The Holy Spirit is the one that connects us to, to them. He brings everything close. It's amazing. So read, read, read Acts. And there's a really, uh, really amazing story in the book of Acts, uh, chapter 8. And so, you know, back, back story, at the, day, at the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, fell, upon the, fell upon the early believers, 120 of them, the Holy Spirit filled them and then empowered them. Um, and, uh, and they did, did amazing things. And uh, quickly they, they began the feeding, feeding the hungry. Man, Sam, uh, thank you for sharing that testimony this morning. I was just thinking about how you guys are feeding the hungry people, having hungry people on, on Monday nights. You know, like showing God's goodness to people. So, in the Book of Acts, they had the, had this had this food program going on. They were feeding widows who needed food, uh, but then they soon realised that they needed a team of people to run it to to distribute the food to the to the widows. Uh, and so they so they chose seven men, and it really clearly it, it's so it's so interesting how they how they chose these seven men, and their criteria were that they had to be people that were filled with the Spirit and filled with wisdom. Because this was a high high calling, and one of these absolute legends was Philip, the first one. Uh, well, the first one on the list of people that they that we have in the in the Bible was is Stephen. And you read Stephen, he ends up being the the, the first martyr of the church. Right, <laughs> this is phenomenal. You know, cho- chosen to serve, chosen to serve food, and he ends up having this vision of Jesus, and he ends up being the first martyr. He's an absolute legend. Another legend was Philip. And so, you know, God is moving incredibly in the city of in the city of Jerusalem in Israel. Loads of people are coming to believe in Jesus. People being healed, people being set free, people being fed. And it, but at the same time as this, persecution, persecution increases, and it, and it causes these early believers to to need to leave Jerusalem and to head across uh, across the region. So Philip, he he you know he he had been serving food in, in Jerusalem. But then he, but then he needs to flee, and he ends up in some in Samaria. Uh, but rather than sort of hiding away, he he continues speaking to people about Jesus and his kingdom. And people people were being set free and, and healed, just like they were in Jerusalem. And and it says in uh, Acts chapter eight, Acts chapter eight verse eight that there was great joy in the city. It's a, he's he's actually like this really really remarkable man. And then then the angel of the Lord. Tells Philip, so in the middle of all this incredible stuff, the angel of the Lord tells Philip to, to go south. Head south, he says. Go to the desert road, because they've got a desert road there as well. Go to the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. And so, uh, so Philip does that. He heads south, and, uh, and on the way, so he's cruising along this road, along the desert road, and he, and he sees someone coming, coming the other direction, so coming from, coming from Jerusalem. And it turns out this is the, the treasurer of, of Ethiopia. A, a, a big deal, eh? <laughs> this man, it says he's, he's a eunuch. 
he had he had great authority under the Queen of Ethiopia. He's he's like this really senior person in the government. I don't know who who that would be if you could equate it to somebody. Um, Grant Robinson, maybe, yeah, yeah. So a real senior, a real senior figure, and he's cruising along, um, heading south from from Jerusalem, and he and he's reading out loud in his in his carriage. He's reading out loud from the book of Isaiah, and he's trying to understand what it means. And then the Holy Spirit uh, tells tells Philip, you know, walk along this walk along this guy and talk to him. And so we pick it up at uh, Acts chapter eight twenty nine. The Holy Spirit, this is X eight twenty nine. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. So Philip ran over and he, hear, and he heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, do you understand what you're reading? The man replied, how can I unless someone instructs me? And he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and to sit with him. The passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch, uh, the eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, was the, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. This is such a cool story. It's so amazing. We see that we see the Holy Spirit as as the revealer who who makes Jesus known. And again, like we we see the Holy Spirit woven all through all through the story, all through it all. He he's guiding Philip. You know, the Holy Spirit tells, or the angel of the Lord tells Philip to go south. The Holy Spirit tells him to go south. He he, and then uh, tells Philip to to get on along get alongside that carriage with the Ethiopian. He's speaking, he's already speaking to the Ethiopian treasurer, you know, going, you know, somehow prompting him to look at these scriptures. And he brings these two guys together and then, and then the Holy Spirit empowers Philip to share the good news of Jesus. I mean, this is like a setup, isn't it? Like, oh, can you explain this to me? And it's like all about Jesus. Empowers Philip to share the good news of Jesus, and then and then the Holy Spirit brings clarity and revelation to the Ethiopian. He understands what these scriptures mean. Like for him, it's like these dots are being connected. He's been stewing over the scripture. I don't know why, but he's been in Jerusalem for some reason, and now he's stewing over. He's he's trying to figure out what these are all about, what this is all about, and now it's all being connected for him. And then the and then the Holy Spirit prompts the Ethiopian to be baptized straight away. Look, there's some water. Baptize me straight away. Yes, yeah, so, all right then. So Philip does it. And then if you carry on reading that reading that chapter, it says that the, the Ethiopian continues heading heading uh, heading home, and he's rejoicing. Like he's full of joy. He's so amazed with what's happened. And then and then there's this really cool part where where Philip is, is snatched away from the Holy Spirit, and he ends up in another town up north, and he just continues preaching about Jesus. So he's teleported, eh? He's teleported. 
by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> There's another role of the Holy Spirit. I haven't been teleported. Uh, although sometimes, you know, you're driving along and then and, and you end up in one place and you get to somewhere else. You go, I can't remember driving from, from here to here. So maybe that is teleportation. I hope so. Anyway. He's amazing. He's amazing what he does. When you read the book of Acts, you can see how it's the Holy Spirit who makes Jesus known. And, and then he empowers believers. So he, makes, he makes Jesus known to, to people. They become believers. And then the Holy Spirit empowers those believers to make Jesus known to other people. And then they keep doing it. And they keep doing it. This is 2,000 years ago. But people keep doing it and then doing it and then doing it. And then here we are in Wellington, in the far ends of the, world, far ends of the earth. And in these, in these stories, you can see the power of God to transform lives as people encounter the truth of Jesus and, and the love of God. The Holy Spirit reveals him, himself to us. The Holy Spirit empowers us to reveal, to, to reveal Jesus to others. And the Holy Spirit continues to reveal truth and to bring clarity where there is, where there is confusion, where we are confused. God knows uh, exactly what we need to hear at the exact time we need to hear it. Uh, who reckons that we're living in pretty crazy times? <laughs> yeah. It seems, I don't know, I feel sorry for politicians because it seems like every week there, there's, a, there's a leader, a politician, who sort of makes an error, you know, an error, error of judgment. But it's not just in politics. We see it also in, in businesses, where people are messing up. We see it in the church. The church doesn't escape, right? People, I've got it in quotation marks, but you can't see my notes, and making errors of judgment, stuffing up, sometimes making really, really serious mistakes. We see uh, in New Zealand, the health, you know, health system is, is under pressure. We see education is, is under pressure. The climate is under pressure. And it's, um, there's a lot going on. And, uh, and, and it's really easy to, for these things to, to, trigger, to trigger anxiety and to tr- can trigger uh, confusion or um, personal crises. <clears throat> but one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is, is to guide us, to guide us through crazy days, <laughs> to guide us through uh, disappointments and hard times. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to bring, is to bring, to bring clarity and, and also to, to give us what we need for, for the future. So the future might be this afternoon when we head, head off from this place or it might be for tomorrow or during the week, whatever you sort of got coming up. The Holy Spirit knows and he, and he, and he gives us what we need for the future. And sometimes ways that we don't even, we can't even get our heads around. I mean, I talked about Eli before. Like, why, Lord, why was that, that dent in that head? Why didn't you just get rid of that dent? Why we had these months of, of thinking he's got a hole in his head? Well, I know one thing is like through all of that, like I'm, I'm forced to come closer to Jesus. Yeah, so. Romans 5, 5, <clears throat> one of my favorite verses. I've got so many favorite verses, but this is one of them. Uh, Romans 5, 5 says, uh, actually, I might even have that up there. Ah, no, don't, sorry, don't read that. I'm coming to that. Um, <laughs> did you read it, Kirsten? <laughs> yeah, it's all right if you had. I, I love Romans 5.5. 5. It says, For we 
For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Uh, um, Old-fashioned translation says that the Holy Spirit sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts. And then if we combine it with, we combine this passage. So it's the Holy Spirit that fills our hearts with his love. And then we combine that with, with a verse in 1 John 4.18, which says this, perfect love expels all fear. Perfect love expels all fear. So the Holy Spirit fills us, helps us to know the love of God. The love of God expels. It's like there's no, there's no room in our hearts for, for fear. And uh, I've, 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 I can testify to this. <laughs> it's, I feel like it's played out over and over again in, in my life because, uh, you know, I have, my, I have my ups and downs. I have, I have moments where, um, where I'm, I'm full of peace and then a few hours later <laughs> or a day later or a week later, you know, filled with anxiety and fear. So. But I've, but I've experienced the love of God so many times. And one time that, um, one time that really, really stands out to me for us from, a, from, a, um, from way back in 2005 or 2006, I can't remember which year it was, uh, but Dad, Dad and I went over to a conference in, in, in Bangkok in Thailand, and it was for, for a summit of uh, vineyard, for a vineyard church, a summit of vineyard churches um, of Asia. Because there's quite a lot of vineyard churches and, and, and all across Asia. It was so awesome hearing Pastor Kaingam this morning. Hey, eh? like if you're watching Pastor Kaingam, so like thanks for talking to us and encouraging us. He's an amazing man. If you uh, if if you can remember to pray for him and for his his wife and for their church, they're just doing inc- incredible incredible things. So faithful. And so Dad and I went over to this conference uh, in in Bangkok, and there was like. Uh, um, all these really, really faithful church leaders who are doing it tough, eh? When, when uh, Koengen was talking this morning, I was thinking, man, there's so many things that we take for granted about how we can, how we can do even things like this morning, you know, meeting in a place like this. But for lots of people, it's a lot more difficult. And so, so a lot of these people, they had to make um, like massive sacrifices to get from, say, Nepal or, or China to, to this conference in, in Bangkok. They traveled. Uh, they had to travel a long way in, in difficult ways. They had to sacrifice a lot of money. Anyway, we were all there, and and so uh, Dad and I, and there was a few other New Zealanders there. We were the minority as Pakeha, which is so, again like so so cool. Um, Everything was being, uh, you know, like spoken in different languages. It had to be translated so we could understand. It was like a real, this picture of, of the kingdom of God that we see in Revelation. Every tribe and nation, every tribe and nation sort of worshipping with Jesus together. Amazingly powerful. So powerful. Anyway, so it was all going quite well. Uh, yummy food. Yummy food. Um, and they had a pool where we were staying. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. So I uh, wake up one day. It was my birthday. And, I, and I'm a little bit strange about birthdays. I might be, might be 45, but I act like a child when it comes to birthdays. And uh, like, seriously, I get, I get pretty hyped about them. Like, I'm already looking forward to my birthday. It's not until the end of October, 27th, just so you know. Uh, but I'm already, getting, I'm already looking forward to it. One of my love languages is, um, is presents, uh, that's, if, in case you want to know. Um, yeah, you can do with that what you want. Anyway, so I was getting pretty, <laughs> I was getting pretty pumped about my birthday. And I, thought, I thought, oh, man. I wonder what dad's got lined up for me, you know? 
I wonder what dad's got up his sleeve, eh? Got some secret surprise for my birthday. Wake up in the morning, uh, and I don't know, I, th- I think he might have forgotten, hey? <laughs> I don't know if he did or not. I'm pretty sure he said happy birthday, and I was a bit, I was a bit put out. Dad, I don't know if we've uh, talked about this. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't have done this, shouldn't be doing it publicly, eh? But, but there we go. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was a bit put out. I was, I was, um, I was a bit, I was a bit sad. I think I felt a little bit annoyed. No, Dad, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no bitterness or anything there anymore. So don't worry, I'm not, no hang up, so, um because God has something else lined up. So anyway, I was a bit annoyed, and and we go along to the to the conference session that day, and I, I don't know, I don't, I don't really know why, but uh, they had a session, and then we're sitting in our chairs, just like, you know, just like you are today, and. Um, and there was this, I don't know, some sort of opportunity for prayer. And some people, some people from, you know, all these different countries, like, I don't know, there was probably about three or four people kind of gathered around me and started praying for me. I think, they, I think they'd caught wind that it was my birthday. Maybe Dad had told them maybe that was the secret. Anyway, they started to, they started to pray for me. And, um, and it was one of the most profound, profound experiences of, of God I've ever had. And I, you know, it wasn't one of those times I've, uh, I have ended up on the floor once, <laughs> but it, was, it wasn't that time. I was sort of sitting in the chair and they were praying for me and the Holy Spirit was, was revealing the love of God, uh, God for me. I was like, oh God, you really do love me. <laughs> I've heard that all my life. And I needed the touch of God to show me, to reveal his love within me. And, uh, and also, um, I got the uh, spiritual gift of snot. <laughs> sometimes uh, some of you might have the same spiritual gift. Like we, 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 if you, you, know, you, you feel like God is near or you feel some sense of God and, you know, starts running and your eyes start weeping and it's not because you're sick and it's not because you're crying. I was trying to explain this to Elena the other day, because, you know, sometimes even in my quiet times, I'll be crying, and she goes, what, you know, are you sad? And, and sometimes I feel sadness, or sometimes I feel joy, but, but, but sometimes it's just, I don't know what I'm feeling, it's just that God is near, and I'm crying, it's beginning to cry now. Anyway, so, you know, and, and also, so, you know, there's a really awesome moment, but also, but also, like, I think, changed the, changed the trajectory of, of my life. He's like setting me up. He knew what my future was. I didn't know what my future was then. I'd been uh, working in, in science, and I, I wasn't, you know, that enthralled by it. But I thought, well, this is what I've studied for for eight years of my life. <laughs> Should give it a nudge for a bit. But God knew what I needed in that moment. I didn't. I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that that's what God had lined up. But God set something in my heart. In that moment, that's what I needed, and so you know, it was it was better than a birthday present from that. I'm glad that Dad didn't get me a birthday present that day. <laughs> he did get one. We won later on. He eh, did. I needed I needed a gift from my heavenly Dad, and I think it's like that for all of us. We need a gift from our heavenly Dad, and gosh, I wouldn't trade that for anything. And, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, who's heard of Bangkok Belly? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it. So, but that trip was awesome, even though I came back with Bangkok Belly. Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. The Holy Spirit reveals the truth of God, 
and that includes the incredible truth that God loves us. Now, last week, last week I talked about the I talked about the vineyard, in, in John chapter fifteen. So um, a few of you went here, but I, I talked about how, how Jesus is the vine. Jesus is the vine, and he, and he invites us and he calls us to to remain in Him. And as we remain in Him, and He and He remains in us. And this invitation to, to draw on his life and, and to bear good fruit that kind of flows from that deep personal relationship with him. The, the vineyard, I said, is a, is a picture that speaks of God's relationship with us, the church, uh, the, the, the wider church, not just Capital Vineyard Church, the wider church. Uh, in, in Isaiah 27, there's this beautiful promise. It says this. Our spiritual gift is snots, so. It says this. In that day, in that day, sing about the fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, will watch over it, watering it carefully. Day and night I will watch so no one can harm it. Earlier in Isaiah, and this was one of the passages I spoke about last week, there's a you know, there's this warning to the people of Israel that that the Lord had 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 planted them like He planted a vineyard. That's my boy. He's all right. He's just going wrap it up, Dad. <laughs> okay, I will. So there was this there's this warning to to Israel, and and they had let the Lord down, you know, a, a veiled vineyard. But there's this wonderful promise. In that day, sing about the fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, will watch over it, watering it carefully. Day and night I will watch so no one can harm it. It's the Lord who watches over us. The Lord watches over us. He is the keeper of the vineyard. He is the keeper of the vineyard. This is really encouraging if you're a church leader. He is the keeper of the vineyard. The Lord is. He is the one who waters us and nurtures us. The people of God. He waters us, which speaks of the Spirit of God, speaks of the Holy Spirit. He nurtures us. His church, His people. This church, Capital Vineyard, was born of the Spirit in the 90s. We're we're a people born of the Spirit, and we want to continue to be a people who are filled with the Spirit. We want to be empowered by the Spirit, and we want to continue with the Spirit guiding us in all kinds of ways, in, in truth, in clarity, in revelation. He cares for our deepest needs, our deepest desires. He cares when we're confused. He, he cares about us in, in all kinds of ways when we really need Him. He cares about that, and He wants to reveal Himself to us. And so I'm going to take that prompting from Eli and, uh, and wrap it up. And we've talked about the Holy Spirit <laughs> a little bit, but, you know, the a prayer is that the Holy Spirit re- reveals the truth of God to, to each of us. So do you want to, do you want to stand, stand with me? One of the things that I've, I was sort of thinking about, if you want to, if you want to stand, you can sit, you can stand, whatever. Um, but standing's quite good; it kind of shifts our position. Um, one of the things I was, you know, thinking about is is that you know that sense of like the Lord uh, revealing His revealing His love uh, for us. And so you you know you might be like me and just kind of going, oh Lord, help help me to know more of Your love. Help me to know how much You love me. Help me to know how much You love the people around me. 
or, or there's some other there's some other cry in your heart. You might um, you might you might have confusion going going on in your mind, like your your mind is feeling a bit um, muddy or confused about different things. Yeah, you might be in in situations where it's like like the truth of God. You just need to know the truth of God and who who He is, eh? Or it could be something else. So, Lord, we, we look to you today, just like, that, just like that song that we were singing earlier. Lord, we look to you today. And Holy Spirit, we, we invite you to come. To come and, come and fill our hearts again. To come and fill our lives again. Lord, you, you're the one, Holy Spirit, you're the one who reveals truth to us. Who brings uh, clarity to us, Lord. You reveal the love of God to us. You, you shed abroad in our hearts the love of God. Would you do it now, Lord? Lord, where there's, where there's confusion, may confusion cease. Lord, where there's, um, where there's fears and anxieties, would that be... Uh, that lift off in your name, Jesus, and your and your perfect peace that um, passes that passes all understanding. Come and fill our hearts, Lord Jesus, and fill our minds, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sure.